morning. This is Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus pandemic in mid-Missouri. You can catch Community Pulse Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on KOPN, and all episodes can be found online at kopn.org and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today on the show, our host, Ginny Chadwick, is joined by fellow vaccine shark, Hannah Green. The vaccine sharks have been working for months now to help Missourians access vaccine appointments. They'll discuss how their efforts are evolving as the vaccine rollout continues. Good morning, Hannah. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you. And good morning, Ginny. Good morning, Mallory. And Hannah, it's so great to have you on this morning. So the sharks, there's about 10 of us that we work every single day to help um, individuals in Missouri who are struggling with access to the vaccine. And we call Hannah Sister Shark because she is always there (laughs) for us. Yes. (laughs) And of course, when I needed somebody to come on the show today, Sister Shark was ready. So thank you so much. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. So starting with Matthew Holloway's data, um, you know, he has indicated um, consistently over the last several days of reporting that um, data is not coming in in any um, rhyme or reasonable way, I would say. So it's been really rough collecting the data, but um, there was 583 identified cases on 420 um, within only 35 jurisdictions. And if you guys remember, we have over 100 jurisdictions or counties that should be reporting in the state of Missouri. There was 28 identified deaths yesterday. So the death toll from this virus in the state of Missouri is not over. So there was three deaths in Cass County, four in Jackson, um, Franklin, and Casey Moe, um, two in Christian, Jeff, St. Louis City, St. Louis County. And then we did have one death in Boone County yesterday, um, a death in Dallas, Green County, which is St. Louis area, Platt, and Warren. We have had an overall pretty low death rate in Boone County, but as we see, um, sadly, from yesterday, um, people are still dying. And I want to maybe say tribute to um, Andrew Tuato. My phone came up to remind me that it was his birthday this morning. And um, (laughs) as our KOPN listeners know, Andrew has served on the board of KOPN um, in the past, and and I am still saddened by his um, death from COVID-19 here in Boone County. So uh, my thoughts today are with um, the family. So we do have um, the data from the CPS tracker. Again, you know, we're seeing a downward trend, um, only about 12 cases per 10,000 overall, and we have about 200 students who are either isolated or in quarantine within the CPS system. But if we look at, like, the numbers and percentage of where we've had the most cases, um, I think that as a college community in, in central Missouri, um, our primary case numbers um, by double um, those 20 to 24-year-olds and those 10 to 19-year-olds have double the rate of cases of any other age demographic. So when we think about how are we going to truly end this pandemic, um, we have to come up with ways to reduce in that population. So, 
Hannah, as we have kind of evolved as um, helping people to find vaccines, give give our listeners kind of a picture of your day-to-day help and support on what you're doing right now um, for finding vaccines and helping people. Well, I have really um, liked and uh, followed across the state of Missouri and for the individual, I think you can like and follow your own um, uh, ambulance district or health um, health district. And, um, or if you don't have Facebook or social media, have, have someone follow it for you and you will see a lot of pop-up events and that can help with besides the typical events that you may see every day there have been a lot of events that are um, just kind of random and localized but based on the possibility of a good area for individuals in that place. So I like to start my day looking for those and um, uh, checking on seeing what's new around. So for today, did you see any pop-up events when you first got on? I I did not, but um, mm-hmm. there's um, uh, a, a good pop-up event is in St. Louis on Sunday in Crevecore, um, Chair Emmett, Congregation Chair Emmett has a pop-up event for Pfizer. And when you're following the social media, so you're looking at health departments, yeah. um, hospitals. So a pop-up event that I think was shared in our thread was BJC Healthcare um, in St. And I, I don't know which clinic yet. I need to look here as we as I um, click on this. But they're offering a walk-in clinic um, from 9 to 3 today. And so, you know, they tweeted it out, um, popping on there. And, you know, I'm assuming this is at, okay, their um, Clayton Avenue, St. Louis location. Um, they're having a walk-in clinic. And then Christian Hospital Northwest um, on Dunn Road are, are having a walk-up. So, what we're seeing on social media is just, you know, almost every day there's some organization or vac- vaccinator in our state that might be doing walk-ups. So that's one option to still get vaccinated. Yeah. And then, like, when we get requests now, obviously the requests have died down significantly. What would you say is, like, kind of the core reasons that they are asking? the group for support or help still? I think the core reasons may be that they may not realize where the vaccines are. And mm-hmm. even if there are vaccines and um, they haven't heard about um, these events that they may want um, uh guided to them and um 
or um, they mostly we're the guy them. to them. Yeah. yeah. We're watching them so closely. We know when yeah. and where they are, right? Yeah. And you not only watch in Missouri, but you have watched um, other states as well. And I always find that you have tips and tricks <laughs> from other states that <laughs> I would have never known of. And I think that, you know, what are some of those tips and tricks that you've seen from other states? I have followed the New Jersey group as well as a group in Los Angeles, and they give some tricks when when a what we call a appointment drop for say CVS or Walmart and some of those more national locations and they and so I can see okay because of time difference in New Jersey that potentially I foresee a new drop in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of judge the time that that drop will happen. I, Does it yes. Have, yeah. Yeah. Does it happen like an hour after it happens in New Jersey or? Yeah, it happens about an hour after New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So looking or at those when, cross time zones. Yeah, exactly. Or when there isn't a drop in New Jersey, I can kind of predict and see, well, maybe it won't be as big of a drop in St. Louis. That's mm -hmm. happened before, too. And it's just crazy that we're gleaning information on where and when the vaccines will be accessible based on right. information that we're getting off of social media. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Yep. Um, okay. So, but we're still having requests that we are struggling with. So can you yeah. maybe, well, why are we struggling with some people's requests? We are struggling with some people's requests because maybe the, they have more specific times. Maybe they would like to have an appointment that is early in the morning or late in the day at night, or maybe they want weekend appointments. But also there's been some issues with needing a second dose of mm -hmm. Pfizer or Moderna as well. And sometimes that can be hard in certain areas in Missouri to find close by. And, you know, when vaccinators put these second doses on. I think that that's caused a lot of confusion for people who have gotten the first dose. And let's say they either got Pfizer or Moderna and they need that second dose 21 or 28 days later or up to 42 days later. And then they need to find a vaccine clinic that will allow them to get a second dose. And we have decided for some reason, and um, I would love for a vaccinator to explain the logic to me, but that, that we have first and second doses, although we all know that what's in the vial is the exact same thing for your first right. dose to your second dose. <laughs> yeah. So why some vaccinators put online um, doses that are specific to first doses and specific to second doses at this point. Hannah, what is your thoughts on that? I 
am kind of wondering the same thing. And the only thing that I can really come up with is maybe they don't expect to see a certain amount of vaccines allocated for when the second dose may be. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just hard for them to predict will they be able to have a second dose upon hoping for first dose vaccine. So I I don't know. I agree. That's, that's the only thing I can come up with, really. And I think that early on, um, you know, I, I know I heard a, a vaccinator say, we want to guarantee that second dose. So if we give somebody the first dose, we already have the second dose for them. Um, and that yeah. that dose is here in our storage unit, um, being refrigerated properly until they're ready for it. So they've, they've allocated the correct numbers. And that was early on when we knew that dose were scarce. And so to know that you were going to have a second dose for sure, I think was a logical thing. Um, at yeah. this point, you know, without calling out any vaccinator, you know, there's certain retailers that are, you know, pharmacies that you have to pick whether this is your first or second dose. And when Talk about the tips and tricks to the second dose for CVS. <laughs> we want to see if there's a CVS dose. <laughs> For CVS, um, there, I, and I'm not sure there was a trick, but I'm not sure if that really still works. Um, but I, if you, uh, what does still work is if you um, keep pressing the search, once you put in, say, a zip code or your uh you can type in, for example, St. Louis, Missouri, or Columbia, or there's not CVS in Columbia, but Sedalia, Missouri. And uh, you can keep pressing that search with the little magnifying glass, and CVS refreshes the their vaccines every once in a while. So if, say, I'm looking for a vaccine, in a certain location, it may pop up after I use the search a few different times. <laughs> <laughs> and the rhyme or reason we can't explain. Um, I don't know. The, <laughs> the previous trick, and I, I still used it a couple times to find yeah. if there's an appointment, is that I would put in last year's date, so the very last yeah. day of last year. And that because it would indicate that it had been such a long period of time that it would say you you would finally tell me I qualify for the second dose so that that second dose would pop up. And I think that what we're kind of highlighting here is that there's a technological barrier to getting these vaccines even today, right? You have to know where the appointments are and they're primarily online. And then a lot of times you have to put in a of information before you even know what times are available um, at the location or if there's, you know, the day that you might be available. So it, we continue to see this as a challenge or barrier. I know that we, uh, uh, the Sharks, decided to do a, you know, like Q&A on what are some of the um, 
comments or, or advice that we have, and, and I know that many in the group have posted, to vaccinators to make the vaccines more accessible. Um, I'll read a couple, and Hannah, I don't know if you yeah. uh, posted or if you want to share a couple too, but one of the big things in, in what we see still on our list are homebound individuals. And I know in certain counties in the state, we have really struggled to find a vaccine for a homebound individual. So one you know, thing that we see is more mobile vaccination ability, especially for our homebound population. Yeah, and um, I think um, I think another is um, these walk-in events that mm -hmm. I've been seeing more and more. That there are a lot more walk-in events. You don't need to make an appointment with um, with any anyone online that you can just show up and they can register you, which I think can be super helpful for many people. Mm -hmm. I have noticed that people are hesitant to go to these walk-in events because they want to know for sure that they have an appointment in a time. But yes, anybody I've talked to who has gone to those walk-in events have been able to just walk up and get a vaccination um, very yeah. quickly too. I, you know, I, I know that we refer a lot of people to the dome. Yeah. And I think that hesitancy for going to these walk-in events comes from the way it used to be for these more mass events where mm -hmm. it may be a longer time. And I, I haven't been really seeing that the past few weeks. So I think it's a big difference. Yeah. So really way. encouraging people to do. And then extended hours, I think is one of the things that we have yes. definitely said is needed. Yes. Certainly extended hours for people who are working and um, there's a lot of appointments that a lot of vaccine clinics end around six when they can mm -hmm. extend more. And I, I'm happy to see in Kansas City that they have um, extended their hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 7.15 at, mm -hmm. uh, and that's on, uh, at 2400 Troost Avenue in Kansas City. And I, I hope to see more events like that come up. And then, you know, one person posted that, you know, there needs to be vaccine navigators, kind of like healthcare navigators or, or what, we sharks are doing, but more on a yeah. statewide or a federal scale that people right. could just call a number and those vaccine navigators could have access to basically what we have access to. Yeah, absolutely. And no, just kind of knowing and following where these, all these sorts of different events are. Mm -hmm. Because, yep. I mean, like the collection of events <laughs> and trying to know when and where, just like you mentioned, the event on truth, I mean, it, it is taking watching 
a massive amount of websites and social media posts for us to glean all of this data. Right. Um, having, you know, the appointment available to be able to see before you fill out the online form, um, we all know that they're, like, with the rates, especially in Boone County, of that 10 to 19-year-old um, infection rates, we know that we need to expand the emergency authorization um, for the vaccine to uh, a broader age demographic, so getting our younger um, citizens in our community more able to get the vaccine. I know I've got a 15-year-old in the community that's just just waiting to get that vaccine, and I know she's not alone. Um, so paid time off for vaccination. That is scientifically proven to incentivize people if they know that they're not going to miss work to get that vaccine. Um, and not only paid time off, but the message, and I know that we saw it just recently in Kansas City very clearly, that the vaccine is free and you need no insurance. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, certainly that would, getting that message out there is certainly important. I see that come up all the time in different Facebook groups about um, insurance questions and ID questions. And I think um, it's a if, if you have questions, you can go on social media and ask, or if you're looking at a certain pharmacy to call and ask specific questions that may also help you and um, maybe more willing to get the vaccine that way and more comfortable as well. And then drive up events. I know that um, Amy posted one on our social media page that Flows Pharmacy in Columbia is having a drive-through event. Um, I believe that it is today until noon, until 1230. So, um, and you, that one is by phone. So 449-5366, you can call 573-449-5366, calling Flows Pharmacy and, and doing a drive-through so that you don't have to um, get out of your car. So for those with limited mobility, those who are higher risk and still worried about going into a vaccination site. Um, so, Hannah, I know that Missouri Foundation for Health um, came out with some insights from focus groups. Curious what you gleaned from that report that they um, published. I think that it makes total sense um, in that report talking about the reasons why people are hesitant. And this report was done in uh off of a survey in December, and the results are out, uh, came out pretty recently. And some of those reasons were not, not trusting uh, sources of information, in, misinformation about side effects, language barriers, barriers, feelings of vaccines that were rushed, um, feelings about wearing masks, systemic racism, and I can keep going on and on. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I thought that, that was the, very interesting. The one thing we know is that in order 
for us to end this pandemic, we have to think more than just me, but about the we of getting mm-hmm. everybody vaccinated. And so there were some key messages. I don't know if you have them up. I do, but that they yeah. they tested to get to get um, individuals that resonated most with Missourians to get them vaccinated. Do you um, have them up? Yes, I do have them up. Yeah. Want to share them with the listeners? Just, I think that they definitely resonated with me. Yeah, um, I think I I think I have the right page up. Um, I oh, think okay. uh, <laughs> um, that uh, some which page is it? Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. So okay. when you find them, but. Like one of the top messages is like getting back to normal. So getting the vaccine is a key step to getting back to normal so that we can hug our family members and see our friends. So that that was a message that tested really high. Um, The vaccine will protect me and or my loved ones from getting COVID. So the getting the vaccine is the best way to protect yourself and your family. So the protection and the family tested really high. Um, the vaccine is not only about one of us, but it's about our community too. So looking at um, really stating that this goes far beyond just protecting the me, but it's protecting the, the, the your family, your neighbors, the community. So I, I think that right now, in order for us to get to a level of herd immunity, as we've talked about, um, it is going to be up to all of us to help with that message. Yes. And I think, again, talking to uh, people who have been vaccinated and mm-hmm. hearing their experience of maybe side effects or uh, whatever your concerns are, or if it's a medical question to talk to uh your primary care doctor or pharmacist um, about those specific questions. And I think just like how the vaccine is a science, it's a science to on your own decide, should I get the vaccine or not? And so I would encourage people to continue that science and uh, make your own decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they really talked about, as you just mentioned, vaccine champions. So if you are a member of our community who has already received the vaccine, sharing information about that with your friends and family who might be hesitant really does help to um, encourage others that the vaccine is safe, that it wasn't rushed, that it's been tested. Um, they did have focus groups with specific demographics. And, you know, as we know, our rural communities have had slower uptake, um, that there is a divergence in political realities that shape the views on the pandemic, as um, stated in the report, and that conservative participants speak about the skepticism around the crisis. And um, so thinking about messages that will, will resonate with certain populations is really important. We will post the link to this, um, these findings. And again, I would encourage 
all of us as community members to look at the report as we all um, who have been vaccinated are champions. And I know you spend a lot of your day being a champion to get people vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) some final last thought on uh, the work that you're doing right now. I think it's just kind of this shift from uh, advocacy is important um, and um, just kind of continuing the find where these new walk-up event and um, just kind of that message of um, where we can possibly uh, continue to cater to people who, based on this report, really, um, need, find their need and to find more vaccines. So the Missouri Hospital Association also produced a report, I'll say in the last minute, that those who are uninsured are less likely to consider receiving a dose, I I will continue to ask our community to stress the importance of this vaccine being free to all, and you do not need insurance. Thank you so much, Hannah, for joining us. Back to you in the studio. Thank (laughs) you. That's it for today's edition of Community Pulse. Special thanks to our guest, Hannah Green, for joining us on the show today. And of course, a very special thanks to all of the vaccine sharks for their continued volunteer work to increase vaccine access in the state. If you missed part of this program or want to share it with your friends, you can find it later today at KOPN.org and also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We sure do appreciate you sharing your morning with us and tuning in to KOPN 89.5 FM, 51% is up next. Stay tuned.